Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Deneau. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Vincent. We made it. We made it. <laughs> it is not 10 after 9 on Tuesday, which means which is- as you're hearing this, we did this recording last night. Oh, man. It's been a week. Already. Already. <laughs> <laughs> For both of us, mind you. Yeah. I mean, you obviously you obviously had a little more of an interesting week, which is um man, it's just the why don't point, you uh, the tell point, everybody what happened to you? Well, the point is we're here. So I'm gonna start with the good stuff because because I had a good I actually had a really good weekend. We were at the maker okay. space running around making all sorts of stuff. I helped make a desk. I made like a lap desk for a lazy boy sofa. I filled in crevices on like a desk river table thing. It was a great weekend at the makerspace. And um I yesterday on Monday, this has nothing to do with what I believe whatever. <laughs> that, that was a separate thought but my, my foot is currently in a boot um it's not actually broken which is good but i'm still in a boot thing for like two weeks oh god um because yesterday there was a little freak accident mm-hmm. and i don't how much detail should i go into vincent because it does it's a little bit i mean if you're if you guys are brooke i think brooke you'll know where to censor and but <laughs> There's a little bit of agony. <laughs> uh, so, so my dog, I woke up on Monday morning. My dog was sick. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. She's a big dog. And she was the kind of sick where there was, it was a number two situation. <laughs> okay. I'll leave it at that. Nice. <laughs> and it's fine. So I, I was thinking, okay, if whatever. I, I cleaned up my house and then I had her set up outside and I was like, I'm just going to do my work outside. It was nice enough out. I could leave her on her run. She could have what she needed. I could keep her company and I wouldn't be sad for my carpets. <laughs> okay. Midday, midday arrives and it is abundantly clear to me that it's time for a tub. She needed a, a tubby because mm-hmm. um, she's all, she's large and she has very dense hair. It was just time. It was needed. And so she kind of puts up a fight. So I, I took my shoes off and I got in like shorts because she just puts up a fight and I don't end up all wet or whatever. So I am in bare feet on our stone patio and Michael is an, an amazing person and he's trying to assist however he can. And Michael doesn't really do number two situations. It's not mm-hmm. his thing. It's totally fine. It's okay. He helps in other ways. So he was thinking, oh, I'm going to take this really heavy wrought iron dog gate. Because again, we have a large dog. She needs a really heavy dog gate. Otherwise, she can get through it. And so he's trying to barricade off the house. So as she's being slippery and wet because she's covered in soap and suds running around me and like just making my life difficult as I'm trying to hose her off and wash her, he's trying to barricade off the door to the house so that she can't run into the house. And Michael dropped the dog gate accidentally on my barefoot. And it was like a Brooks foot panini situation (laughs) between the like patio and whatever. I'm so sorry, listeners. We're like four minutes in, and this is only my fourth week as host. (laughs) But... This is like this is crazy. It was like, just a total freak accident. Yep. It was it was no one's fault. Like I should have been wearing shoes. Michael should have been paying a bit more attention. My dog should have calmed down a hair. 
whatever. Everything combined to make the event <laughs> what it was. <laughs> wow. Now I'm in a boot for two weeks. <sighs> yeah. You're very, I mean, look, when we talked yesterday afternoon when it happened, you weren't sure it wasn't broken and you didn't get no. your x-rays until, you know, after five o'clock. Yeah. So I'm sitting on pins and needles yesterday afternoon going, oh no, I hope she's all right. I hope I was, she's all right. It's funny though, because I reached out and I was like, it might not be the best night for the podcast. I really <laughs> just don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in. Like maybe it'll be fine or maybe I'm going to be a little edgy, mm -hmm. you know? It was a perfect night. It was a perfect night to not have the podcast, though. It really was. Like, it was because I was just exhausted yesterday. Yeah, no, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um, my story is nowhere near as interesting or catastrophic <laughs> as yours. But for those of you who have been following along since September, the drama is over and the Ferrari household is no more. The house is sold. Boop, 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 <laughs> Officially, we have been That was paid. me trying to be a, like... I'm clapping and trying to holler over here. That's awesome. I'm so yes, happy for it, you guys. It is finally, it is finally out of my hair. We already got, they already, the, the money was wired in yesterday and I picked up the escrow, the rest of the escrow account this morning. So we're done. We are no longer homeowners. It is out of our hair. There is nothing left for us do to you, do. Think about nothing. Do you feel happy or do you feel like? Oh boy. This is, I don't know if this is a bad question. But. It's not, but it's a hard question for me to answer because on one hand, I'm free now, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't mean free of Beth because that's not the way I've ever spoken about my marriage, yeah. even though it is ending. I don't feel that way about her, but I feel like the burden of having to get rid of this house and get rid of it is like, it's not like it was this incredibly difficult process to sell it. It only took a couple of months, right? We, we, we weren't, it wasn't like on the market with us, as long as it was on the market for the people we bought it from, they had it on the market for almost two years before they got it to sell. We didn't have anywhere near that. So, but the idea of not having that in the back of my mind where I have to get this done, we have to get this done. We have to get this. It's done. It's over. It's out of my life. And everything just kind of moves on now. So I'm very sad because I've told, I've said this before that that house as an adult, that house was probably the greatest thing I achieved. Like Aww. to own a house yeah. at 36 years old was a big deal. Cause people yeah. in my family buy houses in like, you know, 50, yeah. like, you know, you don't buy a house that early in your life but in you my still, family. Cause we, we're not a rich family. You still have that achievement though. I do. That and achievement's still there. And I was very proud of it. I loved that house. Did I love the neighborhood? Not as much as I loved the house, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but in in reality, it it's just time to move on. Like it's just you know the, all those little pieces of the old me have to they have to go. Also, you know, in in one form or another. So I think it's easy to tie success to arbitrary items because it, it helps put a sense of organization to life. Good point. So it's like when I get this house, I'll be successful. And, and I think everybody has their different things in their head that they're just like, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not necessarily 
the house that is success, but it's possibly what it maybe represented to you. It it was an achievement to get out of, to because, get out of, because a, of your family or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everyone has their things. There's no right or wrong to any of it. But you know, when I think about it on balance, like even the apartment I'm living in now is nicer than the apartment I lived in before my house. Yeah. And in some ways my apartment is actually nicer than my house was. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know what? This isn't, it's obviously size-wise, it's a downgrade. It, it's more of a downsize than a downgrade. But in a lot of ways, like I'm just a lot, I feel a lot freer, a lot happier. Like if I decided after a year, like I just don't want to live here anymore. I'll go you live can, somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I couldn't, you can't do that when you own a house. <laughs> it's not no, that. When you, when you own a house, things break. Yeah. And, and stuff and you have to deal with it. Oh, that was the other thing this week. Oh, what, what, was, what else happened? I didn't so sorry for the content of this podcast but our septic tank failed oh no like i'm like what what is going on with you and poo this week i don't know (laughs) i don't know what's in the water but it's just been one thing i do (laughs) i really don't i am one of those annoying people like i don't love like poo humor so i apologize for even talking about it this much Mm. well it's fine i don't judge other people that do i just it's just I hear you. I'm so sorry to it's, everyone listening. You're just having a you're just having a couple of days. You're having it one of those strings. What it is. Do you know what the host the host relationship in this podcast has to be balanced, right? So we can't both be having good weeks at the same time. No, never. <laughs> so it's not even a bad week. I'm doing fine. No, I assure you. It's just been It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's a lot. I felt the same exactly. way like um when I was talking to my, our lawyer yesterday. Um, I was talking to her after the closing and I was like, she goes, so congratulations. It's all over. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I said, and don't take this the wrong way. I said, it wasn't that you were difficult. I said, they were a little bit difficult. She goes, I said, but I'm really, really sorry that, you know, there were times where this was such a pain in the butt. And she Mm -hmm. goes, no, not at all. She goes, first of all, this wasn't the most difficult closing I've ever done. Not even close. She mm-hmm. goes, second of all, I appreciate how proactive you were when I would ask you to do something, you would just jump on it and get it done. She goes, I didn't have to fight with you to get you to do things. I didn't have to justify things and you didn't demand things. She goes, honestly, it wasn't that big a deal to close this house. She goes, I'm just, I wish it would have been done quicker, but I'm glad it's done. And yeah, yeah me too. So <sighs> it's, it's really exciting. So in case you haven't figured it out, guys, we don't have a guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, actually, blessing in disguise. Yes, complete blessing in disguise. Because of all the things that we've been talking about. Because we yeah. would have been the worst hosts to a guest this week. Do, do you know <laughs> I fell asleep at like 20 after 9 last night? Like I, there's no way I could have done a show last night. I believe you. It all worked out exactly how it was meant to be. I yes. was like dreading texting you that because I was like, oh, come on, work, pull it together. But I was like, there's just possibly a chance that this is going to be a train wreck if I try to push through because i was so so tired the amount of relief when you said that i was like yeah let's go tomorrow then no problem you (laughs) You really you really were eager i was like oh oh perfect wait wait so this is how eager i was to do the podcast today and not yesterday i was originally supposed to go to beth's place today to help her set up her fios Mm -hmm. obviously we didn't know if the equipment was going to arrive so as of last night it hadn't arrived so we made plans i'm going there tomorrow instead Mm -hmm. but i was i told brooke i'm like listen i'm going to beth's after work um after i'm done i'm gonna come home and we'll do the podcast that was like 10 o'clock and she's like yeah okay no problem i'm like oh thank god yeah i was ready to do this podcast at 10 (laughs) o'clock and then then edit it and post it tonight so yeah yeah, it's 
that's how eager we I was. But anyway, we are don't have so excited to be here. Yes, I really am. I'm yes. so happy to be here. I really look forward to this. I've only been doing this for, you know, a couple of weeks now. But <laughs> Well, that's why that's one of the reasons I figured it would be a good week because we haven't had a, a Brooke and Vincent episode yet. Yeah. And I figured it would be a good opportunity for people to get to know you a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and Q&A episodes, like when people really indulge, like it gets really fun because some of the questions are some of the questions are really funny, but Brooke and I put a little spin on it ourselves this mm-hmm. time. Um, we have five questions each for each other. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get to all 10 of those because we have a lot of audience questions, mm-hmm. but we have those in our back pocket to ask each other too. So we have a bunch of stuff. Plus we actually have a review. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, it's like, this is going to be a good episode. Like okay. I'm really looking forward to it. So um, how do you want to kick it off? Do you want to do a Brooke for Vincent, a Vincent for Brooke? Do you want to like, re- we read hmm. the reviews after we do patrons and stuff yeah, like we'll, that. We'll read the reviews at the end. Okay. I, I can ask, why don't you ask me a question first? Okay. I don't know you, why. It just feels I, right. I, good. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Because I actually had this question. You brought it up in our text chat beforehand. Okay. It ties to one of the audience questions. Yeah. So this is... Actually, just to give context, we posted on both of our Instagram stories and then the Because We Make Instagram story, Ask Us Anything. So our mm-hmm. followers chimed in mm-hmm. with questions and we're including them Okay. Oh yeah. There's the backstory. And we're going to shame you with the questions. So you're going to get your name attached to the question. So if you ask, Oh no, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't save people's names. I just have them written down. Oh, bummer. Vincent is a bully. (laughs) I am a bully. I'm a total bully. And well, Brooke if you're not, not going to shame the people that messaged you, I won't shame the people. That I just didn't. I just didn't write them down. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to ask this question because it ties to one of the questions you got from a listener, so we can kind of lump those two together. Okay. Um, what is the deal with you and the trapeze? Because <laughs> there are there are videos that have been posted in Instagram stories mm-hmm. of you doing trapeze work, which yeah. I was super impressed by. Um, I mean, you're not like a flying Walenda or anything, but I did yeah. see you doing actual trapeze things, not just holding on for dear life. And I was very impressed by that. So what is the deal with you and the trapeze? So I danced a lot growing up and I've always been a pretty like athletic person and so on. I didn't try trapeze, flying trapeze, um, until I was an adult actually, And uh, we were in the Dominican Republic with Michael's whole extended family on a vacation at a resort. And the um, it's a you know, if you've ever been to a resort in the Caribbean, it's a they're very much like a sit on the beach with a drink kind of places. Sounds like my kind of place, which is lovely. I'm very bad at sitting on the beach. (laughs) <laughs> with a drink and not moving around. I'm just really active like that. And you the, and Beth both. Beth likes yeah. a vacation with a full itinerary every yeah, minute. Michael, Michael and I out. aren't good at like sitting still when we're on vacation. <laughs> like we like to go do things and explore or whatever. Okay. So, but we didn't pick, we didn't, it was a lot. Oh, this makes me sound so ungrateful. It was a phenomenal vacation, but like we picked the location because it's where our family is, whenever. So we were just sort of sitting and being like, what do we do uh, for the week while we're here? <laughs> and the resort had a circus school like a circus thing where you could just go take trapeze lessons during the day Fun. and so i was flying trapeze lessons and so i was thinking like well i guess that's what i'll do this week 
And <laughs> I just, would, that I would just, be the first thing I'd avoid. I love that. That was the first, <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, I want to do that. <laughs> okay. There was like tennis and there was this, and I'm pretty like, I, like I said, I danced growing up. So like looking at the people doing it, I was like, Oh, like I bet I could do that. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I tried it and I really like, really, really liked it a lot. Wow. And so I did it for the whole week. I went every single day. I was in so much pain because it's really, it takes a lot of, it's not easy to do. Like, you know, it takes a lot of out of you physically and mentally actually. Um, But I loved it. And I just like did it every single day. And then at the end of the vacation, I was like, this is such a bummer. Like I'm really actually feeling sad that I have no idea like when I'm going to get to do this again. Cause where the heck do you go? to like flying trapeze or whatever. So I Googled and one of the only flying trapeze places in New England happens to be in the town next to the makerspace. That's convenient. In the middle of like a nature preserve, like it's super random and it's right next to where we are. So I was like, oh, I better go do it. So I took it as a sign and sort of, yeah, I go there and I really like it. Ever since then, I really look forward to it every year. That's fantastic. And it's, so do fun. You, do you feel like do you feel like your skills are like improving as you yeah. do it more? Like, oh cool. So yeah, you're seeing I, the progress too. Oh yeah. And and it and there's yeah, definitely. Cause you you build up like muscle and stuff. Mm-hmm. It goes there's so much to it. It's like muscle, you have to like jump at the right time. You have to like do all the right things. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a there's a lot of not just you, but I'm just saying there's a lot of moving parts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's your timing, it's your coordination, it's your physical strength. Like there's a lot. It's Yeah. Seeing you doing it in your stories when you were po- I was like, "Wow, I didn't know she did this." Like that yeah. was a really cool. And then you got a question also from someone about a similar topic. It was, it was how has flying trapeze prepped you for your podcasting career? <laughs> I love that question, Which by the way. I'm so sure it was a joke. But, but, but we, can but. we talk about this? <laughs> it's really like, I'm a very high energy, like anxious person just generally. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I think I've leaned so heavily into flying trapeze as like an outlet as an adult beyond that, it kind of, ties into a lot of like what I like to have always liked to do in my life is you have to be so focused and so calm or it doesn't work. Right. And and there's like a physical repercussion for if you don't, if you're not focused and you're not calm, then you fall on your butt. <laughs> and so it, I really love that about it. So I actually do think it's helped me calm down as a person in general. And, and I feel like for podcasting, you need to be very calm and focused. So. Oh, a hundred percent. And here I am. And look at you, look at you just knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I should point out, you know, as far as, as far as your participation in the podcast, it isn't just, you're not just a co-host. The last two guests have been people you've recommended and they were both yeah. fantastic. So thank you. I mean, Dahlia was amazing mm-hmm. and Alan was awesome. Even if, even if you did overspell his last name, <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we talk about this too? We absolutely are going to talk about this. So the funniest thing happened last week. So we posted the podcast on Wednesday morning, like always. And I get a, I get a message from Brooke at like, I, it had to be like eight o'clock in the morning. I and I'm woke, like, no, I woke up. I looked at my phone and I saw the episode and I go, oh, Vincent, you misspelled our guest's last name. Yeah. And it was like, it was early. Like it was definitely it was early. early. And I was like, oh crap. 
did 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 I misspell it? Like, because he he phonetically spelled it out. That's an important detail. So <laughs> he's. I'm like, but I know I took. I know I wrote this correctly. Like, I'm a positive. And you're like, so, anyway, his last name. His last name is Kerboy, and it, mm-hmm. it Vincent spelled it C U R B O Y. Right. Because that's what he said. But what did Brooke? What did Brooks? How did Brooks spell it? Go ahead, Brooke. Tell him how you spelled it. Oh man, <laughs> this is so good. So, Remember, C U R B O Y is the actual spelling. What is the Brooks spelling? I was so sure. Oh, I gotta <laughs> calm down. I was so sure it was K U R. I was so sure it was K U R B O I S. Yes. So uh, basically, she made his name Kerbois with a K. <laughs> it was amazing. I was laughing my butt off. And I'm like, but that's not the right name. Like, no. and I actually, I, I was I like, was, I, no, Vincent, what's funny is I was so sure. I was so <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. There was so much conviction. She had me second guessing myself. So I actually Googled his name oh. and found an article about him. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. I don't Alan. want to message our guest at like 7.30 in the morning and say, hey, how do you spell your name again? <laughs> but you spelled it was it, awesome. You spelled it perfectly normal the first time, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just one of those moments, like those behind the scene moments where you just go, oh man, this was just, this is like that panic moment where it's just meant to be. Because I really thought I really screwed the pooch for a minute there. And I'm like. I was so sure that it was. <laughs> <laughs> Kerbois. Kerbois. <laughs> so, of course, now Brooke and I were over. Uh, the, the joke with us was we were overspelling each other's names for a while because that's what nerds do. That's how nerds yeah. have fun. So, her name is now B R O with an umlaut K. That's her name now because that's how you would say Brooke. <laughs> and Vincent is a surprisingly difficult name to overspell. But if really a listener, is. if a listener can think of a way to overspell Vincent's name, please let us know and we are open to suggestions. Yes, if you, a clever way to overspell it though, not like a don't just add an s for the c because Mm-mm. we no no no. No, it's got to be more clever than that. So mm. cool. So now we know the trapeze and we know how trapeze provided you inspiration and background for the podcast so see we've got two questions out of the way there okay i have a question for you okay i'm gonna start with my like basics here okay what is your earliest memory vincent of making Ooh, ooh. okay i can go really really far back if you consider legos making i mean whatever whatever sticks out to you emotionally you know what i mean okay so Oh, you know what? I have I have one. I have one. So my science fair projects, my dad was a carpenter. I've talked about this on the show a few times. My dad was a carpenter. So my science fair projects always involved some kind of construction. And one year, um, we had the idea to do the, um, basically make a high wire and then make a little cart with a balloon and a straw that goes across. And of course it was overbuilt. Because that's what my dad was very good Much at. Much like how I overspell. Exactly. Which is why you and I bond, because you remind me of my dad. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, had a, I had a joke, but I'll move on. There's so much There's so much psychological analysis that needs to be done on that statement. Anyway, um, we made this. I do remember making the actual structure that held the wire. Like, I can... I can Remember, yeah. And what was really cool about the way my dad did it was since he knew I had to carry it 
because I walked to school every day, uphill both ways, of course. Um, he knew that it had to kind of be collapsible. So he, en- he engineered this hinge system so that the whole thing could fold flat. I could carry it to school wrapped with a couple of straps, pull the straps apart when I got to school, and then boing, it popped right up and everything was together and it worked perfectly. And I remember making that. It was probably, I, I probably made stuff before that with him because I was always around him when he was in the mm-hmm. shop doing stuff. But that is the first thing I remember the actual thing of making it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I don't know how pivotal it was or anything. I don't know if it actually held any meaning other than that it sticks in my head. But I do remember that pretty vividly. Like I remember the whole process of making it and being so impressed by how small it folded down when he was done. He put a lot of thought into making it carryable by a junior high school age child. And it was awesome. Yeah. I think it's easy to say, Oh, I don't know if it was impressionable or not, but I think it's really, um, when the idea of making something isn't foreign, that's actually really powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think for a lot of kids growing up, if you don't necessarily see your parents making things, which is totally fine, by the way, not everyone makes things. Right. It seems like this foreign thing where you wouldn't even think, oh, I could DIY that. Or like, it doesn't even seem like an option. So even if it wasn't something that was like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's potent to see your dad making something because then yeah, you're like, it was- I could make something too. It was, it was watching my dad, like I didn't realize how much of an influence I had from my dad as far as my making and the stuff that I do until I started doing woodworking. And so much of the stuff that I had never done before was second nature. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how is this like, how do I instinctively know how to do some of this stuff when I've it. never done it? Yeah. It was all through osmosis. It. Yeah. It's so crazy. And that's why, you know, when, you know, you, you see kids, you know, the kid that hangs around, you know, their dad's changing the brakes and the kids on, on the sitting there with them and dad's doing some kind of carpentry or plumbing or electrical or something. And the kid is sitting there watching, and you, you know, the kid's not actively participating, but they're paying attention. They're realizing what's going on. And I know this because that is my story to a T. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first woodworking video I watched on YouTube was Steve Ramsey doing a video on miter saw safety. Mm-hmm. And in watching that video, I remember, you know, my dad was already gone at that point, but I was watching that video and thinking Mm. my dad would love this guy. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking that because Steve Ramsey, and I've told Steve this in person on this very podcast, it was like episode two or three. I can't remember which one he was on, but I told him specifically that he reminded me a lot of my dad in a lot of ways. Yeah. He works, he works the same way. He, you know, he teaches woodworking the same way my dad did woodworking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool to think that all the stuff that my dad taught stuck with me until Steve kind of reignited yeah. it when he started teaching his class. So yeah, that's, I, uh, I have an important follow-up question now. Okay. Do I remind you of Steve Ramsey? I mean, that you, was both have, you both have stunning hair. Do we? Thank you. Steve, Thank Steve you. has really good hair. <laughs> like, he really does. Like, he has, he has some of the best hair I think I've seen I, on a know, dude. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to, like, look him up on Instagram. And oh, yeah. That he, so he changed his haircut a couple of years ago. Like, went with a younger, more oh, m- updated haircut. And dude rocks that haircut. <laughs> so. Let's see. 
if he's listening to this right now, Man. I'm going to be so mortified. But <laughs> like, who notices a guy's haircut? Me? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I, I talked about the Kerbois incident. So Fair enough. I don't know. Well, here's here's an inside <laughs> joke between here's an inside joke between you and me. This is another Vincent for Brooke I, question. I can't even say Kerbois without laughing. I know you're never going to even do it. Anyway, moving on. You're never going to say Alan's name again without laughing it's just the way it is um okay you ready i have a question that's an inside joke between you and i and we could talk about how we've had this conversation but you ready yeah who is the what is the best high fashion brand and why is it kate spade (laughs) (laughs) okay okay (laughs) i do not find this as funny as we do but so Well, Kate Speed released that one duffel bag, Vincent, that you love. So there's there's your answer right there. This is is true. Also an inside joke. So I don't think that Kate Spade is the best fashion brand ever, but I really take a lot of inspiration from Kate Spade designs because I find that they very efficiently use very simple shapes. Mm -hmm. There's my answer. Yeah, no, I, so for the, for those of you that don't know what the hell is going on, and that's everyone but Brooke and I, one of our, I, I always, I've said this to a lot of people, but people don't know this. You and I talk on the phone often. Yeah. And one of the days we were talking on the phone, we were talking about Kate Spade and I said, I love Kate Spade. And I went, I went all poetic about color and style and design. And I think you were actually surprised that I actually had any idea what the hell was going on with Kate Spade. So it's, it's not that I didn't think you were going to be a Kate Spade super fan, but you, <laughs> I, I like mentioned it in passing and you were like, yes, let me tell you. And I was like, dang. <laughs> Kate Spade for uh, just just to simplify tremendously Kate Spade to me was like artistically a major inspiration yeah. um mainly with the the like Brooke Brooke you summarized it perfectly simple lines just efficient use of geometry Design. and yeah. it and the color choices I love her color palette was second to none and mm-hmm. I really, really, I was really hit in a really hard way when she died. Like it really, really, it normally, got you. A lot no, of people were normally celebrity deaths. Don't get me. Like unless it's someone like from my childhood, where it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like even like yesterday, um, Scott Hall from the WWE passed away, and I was like, that's really sad, you know. And it, but it didn't hit me. It was just sad. Kate yeah. Spade hit me really hard because oh. I, rem- and I remember sitting there the night, the night that I found out and I was just telling Beth, like why I love Kate Spade so much and why I loved her work and the stuff that she designed so much. And I know she didn't design every piece, um, but you know, just the whole thing and the tragic way that mm-hmm. she declined before she um, died. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a lot. Like it was a lot to take on. And I really, I felt it. Everything I felt, everything. I, 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 I loved her. I loved her work, and the way she went. It was just so tragic, and it just overwhelmed me. I was overwhelmed about Kate Spade. So, yeah, it, Kate Spade, big important part of my life. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call Kate Spade an, an important part of my life per se, but I definitely get a ton of design inspiration from Kate Spade stuff. There's a lot of people that are going to listen to this and go, okay, so why does your work look nothing like hers? And that's a good and, question. And that's because that's how my brain works. Like I yeah. just, I draw, whenever people ask me wh- where I get my inspiration, it's always mm-hmm. 
like I don't I consume a lot of maker content, but I consume a lot of content that's not maker related at all. Oh sure. Um I consume more non-maker content these days to be honest with you. Yeah, and 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 I that's where I feel like I get my best inspiration is by looking Same. at like a dress or something and being like that shape. Yes. yes. Or um I specifically told you if if anyone listening, you know, follows my content, I had done my original Living Hinge handbag. That Living Hinge handbag, the idea for the shape and design of it was sparked because Kate Spade had done a Year of the Pig handbag. And that <laughs> yes. is li- that's exactly what sparked my design. So if you look at the two side to side, I don't know, but if you'll see what I'm saying or not, but yeah, that was what inspired it. And they don't look the same, but no, but there is uh yeah, there, there's that a bag, that bag in pink is very funny to me. In oh. red it's in red it's not as funny, but in pink the pig one? Yeah, yeah, the pig bag. Yeah. Very funny I bag. I know. I almost bought it and actually here's 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 the truth. I was about to buy it. And that's when I designed my living hinge handbag because it was a uh-huh. coping mechanism to keep me from buying that pig bag. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, that's, so that's how you got your inspiration. Your yeah. inspiration was to not buy a product. <laughs> I really didn't want to spend that money because I did not need it. Okay. So uh, let's take, I got, we got a lot of questions from the audience too. So I'm going to throw one out from the audience. Okay. Is this for uh, me? For both of us. Okay. For both of us. Um, who's your favorite underrated maker? Ooh, oh, shoot. This is a good question. This is a really good question from um, from Keith at Blackthorn Concepts. I'm um, gonna need to think about this. Oh, I sure. think that's one to put in your um, brain housing group for later, possibly because we'll have. Like, we- I feel like if I was asked this in the morning, I would think of something really good. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that I, I that I am just in awe of their work that don't have a ton of following. Oh, I know. I don't know the name. I can say one though. Okay. Um, there is an artist, I believe, in California, who does portraits primarily of like women okay um, out and i believe she scroll saws recycled skateboards but she uses the colors from the skateboards oh wow and she had a portrait of joan of arc that she did and i was i was like blown away by it i need to figure out what this artist's name is because shoot i don't remember well i'll tell you what i'll give mine and you can look it up while i'm giving mine so mine is actually a former guest on this podcast um, and she's a friend of mine. Her name is Ashley Stilson and she goes by chipped builds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I love Ashley. I really do. Um, she is just, she is a legit hardcore maker maker. She's the makers maker. She does like Glowforge teaching videos. So she teaches people how to use the Glowforge and how to design for the Glowforge. She has all kinds of videos telling, pe- teaching people how to do stuff. And, and this is just such a great thing she did back in December. She got, um, for Christmas, maybe I think she got it a little bit earlier. So she was doing this on Christmas or she did in January. Um, she was, she got a, one of those like knitting machines that you basically put the the yarn in and -hmm. you crank it and it, it makes like a tube. And she decided she was going to make 100 beanies for the homeless for the winter. And she got it done. She, the machine broke like two or three times because it was just getting overworked. And she made fixes. And at one point, she made an adapter so that she could put her drill over the crank. Mm-hmm. Um, so she 3D pr- designed and 3D printed an adapter so that she could drill power the machine instead of cranking it. 
And I'm just like, God, this woman is just amazing. So as far as underrated, as far as underrated makers, Ashley Stilson of chip builds, like for me, top of the list. That's why she was on this podcast because I think she's freaking amazing and incredibly underrated and criminally undersubscribed. So if you're not already following her, you definitely should be. I think I found my person. Uh, see, I, I gave you enough time. Oh, yay. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Inga Art. Okay. Inga Guzzi. I'm going to, I'll just, we'll, we'll spell it out in the show notes, but she does, okay. um, incredible. I love her work so much. Awesome. That does sound, that does sound awesome. Do scroll saw work with like skateboards. She, that's, also, that's does, a... she also does shoes. She cool. makes shoes with skin. And I love shoes. Like, I just love shoes for some reason. It's just <laughs> a symbol. Shoes. Not not in like a Kate Spade way. Like, I love like a dirty sneaker. Tells so much. Tells such a story. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Oh, wow. Holy crap. She's amazing. Yeah. Did you just find her page? I Isn't did. it? Isn't it incredible? I love her Judy Garland. She's done a Judy Garland recently. It's oh, insane. Holy crap. Yeah. This is incredible. I'm already following now. This is yeah. this is absolutely. It looks like it would be. It's spelled like Guzite, G-U-Z-Y-T-E. Yeah. So, wow. Oh my God. This is wow. I love. Her. Like I said, I think I found her through her Joan of Arc, but then I saw her sneakers, and I just was sold. It's so incredible. This is some incredible stuff. You're yeah. She's definitely going into the. She's definitely going into the show notes. You guys have to check this stuff out. This is, it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. I gotta stop looking. All right. Close <laughs> the tab. Otherwise, I'll just sit here looking all day. Um, do you want to do? You want to do one of the uh, peanut gallery questions? Um. Yes. Sure. Oh, these are these are scary, Vincent. Oh boy. Uh, what is the weirdest section of YouTube that you legitimately consume videos on? Oh, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but I have—I <laughs> actually have two. You know exactly what they are, don't you? Oh, I, I do, and I—I I, I mean, they're not a section of YouTube per se, but they are like one of the—they're a rabbit hole you can go yeah. down. Yeah. So the first one is pimple popping videos. Yes. Oh, thank! I love it. I they just, are so satisfying. It's, so disgusting, but I uh-huh. really, really love it. Okay. I, I, I feel like there are two kinds of people. And There's people that love them and people who lie about loving them. <laughs> really? I no, I know a lot of people that can't even like Michael can't even look at it. Like he's really? just, like, he's disgusting. Yeah. I I can't even explain how much I love. Oh my God. I used to send them like I would I'm sit there watching not... them and I'd send them to Beth all night long as we're laying in bed, like, look at this one, look at this one. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. Cause like I'm not ironically consuming that content at no, all. No, me neither. I am absolutely riveted to it. Yes. Like I'm on the popping subreddit just for hours, just oh, scrolling through dang. everyone to make sure I'm caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke, you may have found someone you could share this this weird fascination. I don't even with. really feel, like I don't even need to talk about it. Like it's just there and I appreciate that you like what is there to talk about? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just it exists on its own and it's amazing. So the other thing that I'm really, really into, mm-hmm. there's a YouTube channel called The Drain Unblockers. Have you seen these Ew. guys? Oh no, I I know, but I I oh. think I know where this is heading. Yeah, so they are this in is Merseyside. Be a hard pass for me. I can already tell. They're in Merseyside in the UK, which is like the Liverpool, Manchester, Cardiff type area, mm-hmm. and they do. Um, so in England, they have this very weird system of manholes and pipes and outlets and drains and stuff, and they basically unclog drains. That's what they do. Mm. and it it does get i'm not going to say it doesn't get gross but you get numb to it after a while <laughs> and just it's fascinating 
and so satisfying watching this drain go from filled up. These manholes just are filled up Mm -hmm. and then they're not. And it's so satisfying. And these guys are entertaining. They're funny. um, And they, they explain the whole process. And I have literally, this guy, this group, this company's channel, I think I've watched every video on the channel Mm -hmm. and they're one of those, a new video came out, drop everything and watch it type channels for me. So yeah, I, I I love their stuff. So yeah, the drain on blockers. (laughs) So there you go. 10 out of 10 would recommend a hundred percent. What are your, what is your, uh, I probably wouldn't have even thought of the pimple popping one, but then you said it and I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I do watch that. I enjoy, oh man. I just enjoy generally whenever people talk really passionately about some super niche thing. Mm, And I'm just like, teach me more. But actually the one that comes to mind is I actually enjoy ASMR videos. Really? Yes. It's so weird because I think I started watching them when it was first like a joke almost. Mm -hmm. But there's something to it, I swear. Interesting. Because I'll put it on as like white noise in the shop. Like I don't even watch. I'll just like have it as white noise as an alternative. Wow. Yeah. I I just don't get it. But it's to- I didn't get it either. Yeah. And here it, I am. It doesn't like make my head tingle like everyone says it does. I just find it to be really calming white noise. And hmm. I judge I judge myself the whole time. <laughs> but- I had a friend. I had a friend. She was my personal trainer, and she was super into it to the mm-hmm. point where I had a spare Yeti. And I gave it to her so she could make her own videos. She oh. never actually made a video and she got my spare Yeti. Um, <laughs> which I'm a really no. nice guy and I'm really stupid. Dude. I like to give people stuff, but um <laughs> the, best, so. the best is there's people that'll ASMR like storylines and you'll get all of this fake drama and fake tea. <laughs> and like you just get invested and it's all fake. Of course. But of anyway, course. that's that's an embarrassing one. But here I'm I'm sharing it with everyone. Cool. Um yeah. I guess that means the next thing up is a question for Brooke from Vincent then. Uh, is it? Yes. Um, yeah, I yes. Just, yeah, I just asked that one. Okay. Do you play any musical instruments? Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, not super well, but like mm-hmm. I can strum and like sing a song along to it. Not that I sing very well, but yeah. Cool. But that's it. Just the guitar? Yeah, just the guitar. Okay. I'm trying to cool. think through. I, I can play like the glockenspiel. Oh, well, yeah, like I have I grew up doing musical theater, and ah. so I have a pretty good understanding for music, but I never consistently took an instrument or anything as a kid, but I can pick up pretty quickly if I need to. That's cool. That's yeah. a that's a cool skill. Can you read sheet music? OK, like if you say read music, can I look at something and hum uh, what it sounds like? Well, OK, no, so there's no, but, but, but like, like if I if I was like here's an example like we were at a christmas party with michael's family and they're um one of his uncles is like a musician so he always like brings instruments and there's sheet music sitting there so Mm -hmm. people can pick up an instrument play along if they want to i can pick up like i'm able to like pick up that type of thing on guitar and strum along can you can you sight read or so there's basically as far as i've ever been taught there's like two kinds of like people who can read music people who can sight read like my grandfather who can basically pick up an instrument read the music and play a song first time through perfectly no. from the, i can't do that either but, but then there are people who can kind of study the study the sheet music and kind of get the vibe but then like if you hear it or whatever I, you can figure it out yeah 
That's yeah. more you, right? That's, more That's me. me. Yeah. Or like, or like, I. This is so silly, but I leave a Glockenspiel in the shop. <laughs> I think I covered this with the trapeze thing. I really don't sit still well. You're, I was gonna say you. Really <laughs> I really can't, and I'm not saying it. To, it. It's not ironic at all. I really can't, and um. So I have a Glockenspiel hanging in the shop because sometimes if I'm like I can't sit still or I'm just like waiting for something in the laser, I will listen to music in the speaker system, mm. and then I'll just like you know, okay, Glockenspiel along and, and like learn along. it and learn it. Yeah, Glockenspiel is a fun instrument because the the the, the ring of the the ring of the 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 bars is just so nice it's really shrill i actually did it one night and and our shop is like on our proper one of our we have multiple shops but Mm -hmm. i was like in a separate building on our property then my daughter was sleeping Mm -hmm. and the next morning she woke up and was like you were so annoying last night and i was like (laughs) what do you mean oh no and apparently it's so shrill that she said she could hear it like clear as a bell oh wow different building like on the other side of our property. Wow. So it's like just the right frequency then. I guess, I guess so. Wow. I, I felt bad, but now that I know, I, I don't, don't clock and spiel at nighttime because the neighbors are too polite to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, audience question? Sure. All right. You, um, you're, okay. You're reading it. Okay. Okay. Here's a good one. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure. Ooh, I don't we both feel- have to. We've both been asked to answer. This is from Al at New York Woodworks. A guilty pleasure implies that you need to feel guilty about it. Yeah, and the problem is I don't feel guilty about I a whole really lot. I don't really feel guilty about a whole lot either. <laughs> I know. I have no shame. I, How do you have a guilty pleasure when you have no shame? <laughs> Glockenspieling past one in the morning. Because <laughs> I do feel guilty about that. Yes. Oh man, I. Th- you know, I. I Mm. There was a T I can't remember what it was, but there was either a TV show or a movie that I was watching once. And I was like, God, if anyone knew I was watching this, I'd be so embarrassed. But mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what it was. I mean, but- we just, we just talked about the weird videos we watched on YouTube. That's a pretty guilty p- popping videos are a pretty damn guilty pleasure. So <laughs> what more do you want from us? Yeah. Um, one, one quick, one quick side question, because this is right next to it on the list. And I think mm-hmm. this is a good question for you, Brooke. Okay. Did you have, did you have to cut off pizza night due to it starting to feel like an obligation? Um, okay. This is a really good question. Yes. Because this has been, by the way, at least three different people have asked me to ask you when pizza night was I, coming back. I know. I loved You doing screwed it. this up royally, by the way. You have to bring pizza night back. You know that, so right? Here's the thing. Okay, so it so when when lockdown happened, it was really helpful for me. Again, I have a hard time sitting still. It was really mm-hmm. helpful for me to have that like rhythm and a schedule. And I would have to like cook the pizza and I edited all those stories. Mm-hmm. Quite quite not like super substantially i would never script it like i would just go in the kitchen and be like all right let's see what happens um but with life now Mm. needing to clear four hours to make pizza it's 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 not easy to instagram there's not it's not easy to find the time but there's not necessarily like a monetary incentive Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and like i have i have other hobbies too um and stuff. So it's more that it's like the trade-off because on Instagram, mid pandemic stories stopped getting pushed to new audience mm-hmm. too. So it was a lot of effort 
And I loved the interaction with our followers that it gave. Like, I really, really miss that, to be honest. Um, but it is a lot of energy to spend on something that there is not any growth from. Mm-hmm. Um, and and genuinely, when when lockdown ended or like locked wherever everyone was, there was like that spring where suddenly it was it was lifted here where we are. And like viewership just dropped a lot. Gotcha. So it was like, well, it just seemed like a natural breaking point. And in my mind, I was going to bring it back at some point. But then I did it one night and it's just so much. It's a it lot. Is, it's a lot. It's and a lot. I, it's a lot of work to make pizza to begin with. But then to film it on top is to just film like, it and be funny. And then I also start like second guessing myself. And I'm like, is this even funny anymore? Like, and it's anyone- funny because as soon as people found out that you were the new co-host, this is the one thing they wanted from you more pizza night. So I hey. think I think it was a hit. Even yeah. I, even if it was like it was like a cult classic almost. Yes, <laughs> I I would love to bring it back. Like if I could just have the content poof and be there, it would be there. Maybe once um, in a while. Maybe once in a while. Yeah, maybe once in a while. And then the other thing too is like, you know, on Fridays, like I have to hang with my family too. Mm, <laughs> it's just course. it's just a balance thing it genuinely was just like i started okay. that when the world was shut down and like the world is no longer shut down and it's like shoot there's only so many hours in the day right and that's and those uh those hours have to be budgeted in a lot of different ways so yeah and we also don't sell merch for makers workshop and i have absolutely thrown around the idea of making a pizza cookbook Ooh. as merch for Maker's Workshop. So if you Ooh. are a Pizza Night fan, like I have absolutely not forgotten about you. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of them. It's it, there is a, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. It really was. I was always blown away by how much people got into it. But um, stay tuned. I haven't forgot about you. Okay. It's just, yeah. There it is. That, I, that's, by the way, that, like I said, that is the most popular question people have even if not sent in for this episode, people have asked me to find out from you when pizza night was coming back. Oh, well, I appreciate so. all of you guys. <laughs> the pizza night. Posse. I do still make pizza on Fridays. Like I also go. want to clarify that too. Like I wasn't kidding. That's awesome. Like, I make pizza make on Wednesdays. On I make pizza on Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesday is pizza night in my house. Come on. Yeah. Why don't you, everyone should make pizza one, one yeah. night a week. It's good. So for the I, soul. I actually, because I have trouble because of all the surgery and all that drama. I have trouble with like a regular slice of pizza, mm-hmm. but I can really handle like a gluten-free pizza. Okay. And Stu Leonard's makes a, you probably know about Stu Leonard's since you live in New England also. Um, I, I'm, I, they make a cauliflower crust that okay. isn't like normal cauliflower crusts. Mm-hmm. It's actually good. And I use that to make my pizza and I can enjoy like a personal sized pizza. And it just, Gave me all the enjoyment of pizza. Yeah. Gave it all back to me. And it's I've been so happy since I discovered it. Such a good comfort food. Who oh, it really who is. Who doesn't like pizza? I I have a lot of thoughts about people that don't like pizza. <laughs> They're probably <laughs> <flag>. serial killers. <laughs> They're probably serial killers. And you should swipe left. Yes. Um, your turn. Okay. I have one for you. Okay. Ooh, I have a couple good ones here. Okay. Okay. What, in your opinion is the best thing that you've ever made. That's the first half of the question. And the specific wording is the best thing. Because the second half of the question is, and why do you measure it as the best? Oh, I can. This is an easy one. Okay. This is an. This is the easiest question you could have answered 
Uh, you could have asked me. So a, a couple of, when did I make the damn thing? I think it was like two, a year and a half ago I made this. Um, a friend of mine came to me and she's like, I want to make something for my sister. I was like, okay. She goes, I, I, I want it to be a cutting board. Okay, well, that's that's good. Um, and we went down the whole list of things and every... <laughs> I literally mean this in the nicest possible way because I will be tagging her in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time she, it was, she was playing the improv game with this cutting board. Okay, it was just a cutting board of yes and. Okay. Okay. So, yes so I was like, and yes and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, and by the way, can we do this? And by the way, can we do that? So what we ended up with was a one. So there's a band called O Tesla or O. Oh God, I knew I was going to screw the band name up. It's either Odessa or Otesla. One of those two. I think Otesla is a drug. It might be Odessa. Um, and their symbol looks like a D20, which is really cool. So I need to, I needed to make that design. Okay. It needed to, the lines. She wanted them to be purple, shimmery resin. <laughs> okay. And then she wanted a mermaid in the middle. And she wanted to know if I could integrate sapphires, <laughs> not sapphires, um, um, the purple stone. Yes, um, and amethyst. <laughs> amethyst, thank you. So I'm like, oh, crap. How am I doing this board? Like, this is the most ridiculous thing anyone's ever asked me for. So did I say no? You said no. yes, and. I said yes, and. And I made this damn board. And I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, so I made the first one. Um, it was really good. I used almost all the maple I had left to make it. I was very happy with it. I was like, this is, this is an achievement to have made this board. And I completely, completely screwed the resin pour on it. Like it was, it was bad. I messed it up. I wrecked it. So what did I do? I sucked it up and I started over (laughs) and I did it again. Emphasis on the and. Mm hmm. And I did it over. And the second take was flawless. Yeah. It was absolutely. I, I think awesome. I remember this piece. Yeah, this was the most. Yeah. I mean, there's no word to describe this other than ridiculous because it was mm-hmm. completely ridiculous. But it was so beautiful when it was done. It was this. I used um, black diamond, purple. I, I forgot what they called it. It's like purple haze, I think the, re- the number, the color is called. It was just. It was literally an achievement for me. I've never made anything like that. And it, it tested every bit of skill. It was my my CNC skills, my laser skills, my resin skills, my woodworking skills. Like everything I knew how to do got tested in making that wacky, wacky board that I made for her. And I, to this day, to this day, like when people say, what's the craziest thing you ever, I show them this and I'm like, not only is it the craziest thing, but it is a hundred percent my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, it was, I, I thought you'd have, on. I thought you'd have a clear answer to that question. Yeah. Cause you know, I think, every, most, I think, I think most makers probably would. I was just going to say, I think most makers have that kind of thing in mind. I'm actually, I'm sending you in the, on Instagram. I just sent you the post so you could see it. Um, it's just, it was funny because the first one was good and I was happy with it, but it wasn't. And then when I screwed up the resin pour, I was like, you know what, this is an opportunity to just do a better job with this. Yeah. And I am just, I'm looking at it now it's going, cool. I-, I can't believe I it's freaking cool. made I that. I would have never like decided to make that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's cool. You did an awesome job with it. And then when you look at it, it's like, 
Yeah. 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 It's there. Like you're it's- like that is. I, I didn't know that the world needed that, but now that I'm seeing it, like, that's cool. Like if and, I went to someone's house and they served me food on that, I'd be like, yes. So here's the funny thing. So there is, there has never been food on this. It is actually in like, um, like a spot with candles on it because it's, it was quote too pretty to use. I love when Aww. people tell me that after I make them a board, that makes my day. Yeah. One of the things that was, I was really proud of, and this is one of the reasons it was my favorite. This is the first, one of the first projects I ever did this on uh-huh. where I did a rendering for the client before I made it. And I was like, does this design work for you? Okay. And one of the slides in that carousel on Instagram is actually the rendering that I did. And you can see how close I came with the rendering. It's like, this is just a really good project. Like I'm really, really proud of this one. So yeah, yeah, that is definitely my favorite and definitely the one that I hold above most of the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do something like this again. Like I did it once. That's good. I proved I could do it. But if anyone ever asked me for something like this again, I'd be like, I don't know if I could do this one again. No, (laughs) no, I would maybe simpler, but I look at it and I'm really, really proud of this one. So yeah, that's, that's my answer. You want to do a a peanut gallery question from your side? Um, Let me see what I've got here. Uh, What would your last meal be if you could pick? Oh, I mean, (sighs) probably, probably, probably chicken fried steak and biscuits and gravy. Okay. Because I just love, I in case you haven't figured it out from that answer, I really, really love like Southern food, like Southern comfort food, like mm. all of it, the cornbread and the collard greens and some good fried chicken, some like baked mac and cheese with like the crushed Cheez-Its on top, like I all that stuff. I do love mac and cheese. Oh God, mac Actually, and cheese is I, the perfect food. I love just cheese. Like if I, I don't. I'm embarrassed by how much cheese is in my refrigerator, by the way. I'm going to need to send you a picture because (laughs) when Michael and I grocery shop, without fail, the cashier comments on the volume of cheese we're buying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the reasons I like shopping at Trader Joe's is because the cheese section is the cheapest at Trader Joe's. And they have a really good selection. Uh I I should have mentioned this sooner to you. I got black garlic from Trader (gasps) Joe's. You got it. I did. I haven't used it yet. Did you taste it? I don't typically like stick my finger into and taste my spices. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I should. But I will let you know. Okay. Anyway, that was random. Cool. Not, no, not really. We are talking about Trader Joe's. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I love Trader Joe's. I mean, in case you haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> I think it's Jeez. come up pretty much every episode. It does. It Without really fail. does. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Last one. All right. Bam. So let's do, uh, let's do a Vincent for Brooke question. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Given a choice of anyone in the world, mm-hmm. who would you love to interview? This is, I, oh, you know, it's shoot. funny. This is a question that a lot of people get asked when they host a podcast. And mm-hmm. I don't even know that I have an answer for I this. Don't one, know, so. I don't know if I have an answer either. I ha- no, I do have an answer. And I don't know if this is going to be sort of an odd one. Okay. But Julie Andrews. Really? I don't know if this is a maker podcast. I probably should say like a maker person, but I just find her. No one's, no one's holding us to that standard. Trust me. Yeah, I just find her fascinating. I don't know why. Wow. Julie Andrews. Super random. 
Huh. The hills are indeed alive then. It's not even, I just think that she has had <laughs> such a interesting career and she's really skilled. Okay. I, I just, honestly I don't have, know. She's really skilled. So I have no point of reference for Julie Andrews okay. except this, this well, vision of her twirling around on the top was, of a plane. Um, she did my fair lady, but then she also like did like the princess diaries. Yeah. I just adore her. I don't know, but I, I can think of another one. If you, if, if, if I you mean, want. only if you want to, you're it's okay. If that's <laughs> your answer, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's going to be my answer for now. And if I think of it in two weeks, I'll, I'll let everyone know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're going anywhere. No, I'm not. <laughs> this relationship is just getting started. We can't break up yet. We have to wait for Valentine's Day at least. That's how I do things. Um, it's, we, it's a theme. We have a theme. A- <laughs> you can't mess with the theme, okay? Um, I just want to point something out, by the way. I got a lot of questions to the extent of um, how did you get to be so awesome? How did you guys get to be so awesome? Why are you guys so awesome? We really appreciate those. We're yeah, not going to answer I, those, but we really appreciate those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That those are awesome questions, and we love yeah. those questions. But I appreciate everybody so much. Um, and also the people plugging their own stuff in the questions; those are also funny, and we're not reading those either. <laughs> Just going to point those out. This is a good question, actually. Here you go. Um, how do you pick your guests? Um, oh, this actually, is a you, very good You've question. been doing this longer, Vincent, but I have a very strong feeling on this, and. I okay. really have no basis for it because I've only, you know. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how I pick guests. I look out there among people I see making stuff, people who get recommended to me, people whose content I enjoy, and I just go, they're making cool stuff. Let's get them on, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, there is um, a slight um, bias toward people on YouTube. I'm not going to pretend there mm-hmm. isn't. But, you know, I, people on Instagram that aren't even on YouTube or have no measurable YouTube presence have been on this show um, in the past. The truth of the matter is the way that I would that I book guests is I try to find a people who I enjoy the content of because I don't want to have somebody on that I know nothing about because mm-hmm. those conversations just are not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like people that I can just put on this, put on the spot, talk about the stuff they made. Cause I've watched their work. Like, um, you know, we've had people like we've had Nate, we've had all these other people that whose work I know, mm-hmm. which is why I don't need to have like prepared questions. If I know your work, I'm just going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing cool stuff and you're creative and you're interesting, and I think you can talk, I would like to have you as a guest. And that's why the guests yeah. that we've had have been so good. That's why we don't have a lot of dead air type episodes. So, um yeah, yeah. and yeah. Brooke, how do you pick guests? Because oddly <laughs> enough, you've already done two guests out of four episodes. So well, let me just tell you my method. Yes, explain your method, oh sage. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is more of a generalized thing. I think that for podcasts, I really enjoy listening to podcasts. I always have. Mm-hmm. And I think that whatever the medium is, it's all about the medium in terms of like what's compelling content. So for certain mediums, someone who's an amazing, who is like amazingly perfect craftsmanship might be the right person, whatever that where I'm going to lean into their content and be curious what they have to say. I think for podcasting, I enjoy listening to podcasts from guests. And so far I enjoy talking and, you know, having them on of people whose perspective is a little different. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's more like whose perspective do I admire or who's coming at something from a different angle than the way I come at something. 
because that makes for a more interesting conversation. So it's not even it's I absolutely love the work of all, you know, three of the guests we've had on. But like I think <laughs> I think that my favorite part of any any of those is is like what's your angle? Yeah. And and that's that's I mean, you know, one of the things I love about the show, and Brooke and I were talking about this beforehand, is we don't have um some podcasts and I'm not I don't I'm not downing podcasts for doing this. You do what you're going to do. It's your show. You run it your way. We don't go out and say, I want to have a woman on the show. We don't. Uh, We, we, you know, even Brooke and I talk about the guests all the time now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, what do you think of this person? Okay, cool. Let's have them on. Okay, cool. Then we'll, I'll, I'll get it booked. And it's, it's more of a, are you doing something cool? Yes. And what's really funny is if you go back through our catalog, there is a pretty nice balance of skills, yeah. of disciplines, of genders, of, I mean, we have, this podcast is just really interesting in that regard. It's not just, you know, the dude of the week making a thing. Yeah, and I, I'm really proud of that because we don't, we don't look at that as criteria. The criteria is, are you making cool stuff? Can you speak about it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ed and Brooks, is there something unique or compelling about yeah, the way you do things? What's compelling about your perspective? That's and not like it's the like, same oh perspective my, we've heard six times. Yeah. And, you know, even when you have somebody, because like one of the things I was most terrified and I told him outright and I said it on the podcast, you know, we had Jimmy DeResta on the podcast. A lot of people have had Jimmy DeResta on their podcast. And I told Jimmy outright, I said, I am terrified. I said, I know if I ask you, you'll probably say yes, because you're that kind of guy, but I'm terrified to ask you because I don't want to ask you the same things that everyone's asked you a thousand times over, because that's not fair to you and your time. It's not fair to anyone. And nobody wants to hear the same questions asked to Jimmy because everybody knows Jimmy. And instead what we did was we brought Jimmy on and we just had a really nice chat with him. And I could have had that chat for another two hours. And I really, really loved that episode with him because that episode with Jimmy really does underscore the kind of podcast that I want this to be where it's a Mm -hmm. conversation. It's not an interrogation. And (laughs) if, if Q and a is your thing with your guests, I'm not putting you down. I was just about to say Vincent, here we are doing a Q and a episode. I know. Right. But it's not the kind of podcast I want to do. Like I don't want to do a podcast where it's just like question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. Cause I don't find that compelling. You know, if a guest gives the, one of my biggest nightmares, you know, is to get a guest on and I get one word answers from a guest. Like that's horrifying to me because it's like, oh God, we're not chatting. Yeah, you're, it, you're, you're answering my questions. Yeah, that's not chatting. I want to chat. <laughs> it's not even a bad thing. It's like I said, it, it's, it's like a medium. It's a stylistic thing. It's a stylistic thing, right? Where we're on a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Banter. So, that's how you we know? pick. That's how we pick our guests. That's yeah. a good question, Keith, by the way. I really like that yeah. question because. I, I just think it's awesome. I yeah. think it's awesome. Um, cool. Um, do you want to do, I have one more question for you. You probably, you should have like one or two more for me. You want to yeah. do one more round? You'll do, I'll do a question for yeah. you and then a question from the peanut gallery. And then yeah, wh- you do wh- whatever works. Just tell okay. me when to say a question or answer when I've got. Okay. Them. So the last question I have for you, cause we okay. promised we would only do five and I had like a million, but I kept it I, to the top five. I had it in a list in order, but I didn't, I ignored my order. So me too. Um, this is actually <laughs> the second one I wrote down. Um, What's the most ambitious piece of equipment you think you'll have at Maker's Workshop? 
Because this is a, and I, there's a reason I'm asking this. It's because mm-hmm. y- you pretty much have everything at Maker's Workshop. We have a, we are, we have a lot. Um, yeah. And, and there is a story behind every single machine we have, mm-hmm. which I love about it. Cause I get to walk in and, and see our journey in a way. Right. The most ambitious. Yeah. Like I, what's the thing you go, man, when we are like, when we get to, own the building next door and we knock down the wall and double the size of this place. What's the machine you want to put in? We don't have a lathe. And like, I get that that's such a silly one. It doesn't sound ambitious when you see everything we have. We don't have a lathe, but that's one that Michael always talks about. We would love, this is a pipe dream thing. We would love to own our own sawmill. Oh, you guys would probably, you guys would crush it with a sawmill. Love using local reclaimed wood. Mm Mm-hmm. And right now we have a friend that we call in who is like a mobile sawmill and helps us out. And we, you know, really love that arrangement, but as like a pipe dream one day, maybe that's the machine. That's a really like a, even a chainsaw mill would just be like perfect for you guys. Not like a sawmill, Vincent. No, like a real, like Like a a sawmill, like a Macromona level sawmill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the answer. The Matt Cremona saw <laughs> that's really cool. I, yeah, you guys have slabs galore. So that's yeah. a, that's a really good one. I like yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I have, yeah. I have a couple questions. Okay. I have a couple questions that are questions for me from me. Okay. Okay. So it's going to so it's gonna sound really weird. Cause whatever. I'm going to be like asking my own. No, how, how about this? I'll start with this one. Um, um, what's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, definitely a brontosaurus, which is not even a real dinosaur, which is awesome because yeah. it's just typical of me. It's like a, I would answer the one question you asked like that yeah. with something that's not even real. Yeah. And by the way, from I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. But there is no such dinosaur as the brontosaurus. Well, there you I go. Think it's, the allosaur, I think it is, is so, what it actually is. So there you we, go. Are, we are science experts here mm-hmm. at the Because We Make podcast. So what we say about science <laughs> You know, Pluto's not a planet either, so who knows? <laughs> we're 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 dead on is our point. Exactly. A hundred percent. Definitely quote us. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so um yeah. Brontosaurus. Like such a silly one to close out the podcast with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you know wait, what? Wait. Yeah. Um so okay, so there's conflicting information. So NPR <laughs> has an article here, forget extinct, the Brontosaurus never even existed. Ooh. And then National Geographic, a couple of years later, Brontosaurus stops, stomps back to claim its status as a real dinosaur. So yeah. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't. But yeah, the Brontosaurus. I just thought it was really cool that this gigantic dinosaur ate trees. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. They were complete vegetarians, which is ridiculous for something that yeah. size. So, yeah. Here we go. Okay. All right. Cool. And then I have, I, have an, I have another better question to okay. start out with. What is the happiest moment of your entire life? Oh, Jesus. I oftentimes, can... oftentimes it's not the big moments, and that's why oh, I ask. No, oftentimes the little moment. This is an easy one for me. This is a very this is the easiest question you could have possibly asked me. Okay. And it was about actually, now that I look at the date, it was about three years and a month ago when I rang um when I rang the bell after I finished chemo. Okay. And yeah. dude, I, that was one of the most, 
that's that's one of the most emotionally satisfying things I have ever done. Yeah. Do you have like, a pic- do you have a picture or anything? Of I it? have. Beth actually took video. Yeah. Good. Uh, and there, I have video of me ringing the bell and getting choked up reading the the card from the nurses and everybody was gathered around. It was a it was a really big moment for me. Like getting through cancer treatment was a mm-hmm. big freaking deal. And even though that wasn't the end of it, because then about a month and a half later, I had my esophagus removed. Yeah. So I and I got through that and walking out of the hospital on my own power after not being able to walk for a whole for 10 days in the hospital. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how long was your cancer battle? Because I don't think I've ever asked you that before. So started in. So, okay, so the first signs of it showed up in June of 2018. Okay. Um, when I started having trouble swallowing, it got progressively worse until probably October-ish. Um, I could no longer eat solid food, so wow. I could eat. I was living on mashed potatoes, that's Cheetos, fast, and Rice Krispies. Fast. It was really, really, it was really fast, and it was really, really constricting. Like I couldn't swallow anything mm. at all. Mm. Um. And I actually got to a point where I could only drink and sure. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't have solid food. Mm-hmm. I was, I was living on four or five cans of insure a day. And then December 4th, I started chemo. I did chemo for six weeks and I did daily radiation for six weeks. Wow. And by the middle of January of 2019, I was able to eat normally. I was in probably the best shape of my life. I felt good. Mm. And then March 1st of 2019, I had my esophagus removed. I was in the hospital for 10 days. Wow. And then I came out. I was on my ass for two months. And then I went back to doing chemo again. And I did another three months of chemo. After yeah. that, to make sure that all anything that was like showing up on the scans was taken care of. So, yeah, yeah the whole thing, it was about, I mean, it was about a year okay. of treatments, but it was, <laughs> it was a rough year. <laughs> it, was uh, yeah. a, it was a rough freaking year. So, yep, that's my story. There you go. I love how I was like, let's not close it out on on a on a dinosaur and then i'm like let's talk about cancer well so this is so it's funny because people <laughs> It'll be always, much better people always ask me that they're like do you do you're, you're okay are you okay you, with talking about it i'm like yeah why not like i, I, I made it <laughs> like, yeah this isn't exclusive to you i feel like oftentimes it's like people are so eager to talk about their experiences 100 with difficult things yeah it's helpful I think in it is way. too. And I, I, cause I was just talking to someone at work whose friend got diagnosed with the exact same cancer. Whoa. And okay. she, she was like, so what is it like? And I'm like, it's hell. <laughs> like, what do you want me to tell you? It no, sucks. You know, it's hell. It, I've never and, had cancer. Not and you get through it, but you get through right. it. And that's yeah. the thing. And um, you, you get through it. Yeah. So the same with everything else. Like every difficult thing, every difficult thing, you know, I sent out an email to the people on my mailing list. Um, was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week. And I said, you know, because I was I wanted to keep people updated on my new shop and all that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I was talking about how painful it was to see my old shop empty. Wow. Okay. And it, it was the first time in 
this is the first time in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, well, a couple of weeks, a couple of years, where I really just felt this pit of my stomach sadness, like yeah. seeing my shop empty and walking through the house for the last time. And it really, really hit me really, really hard. And it was really, really sad for me. And I said in the email, I said, but it's not divorce. It's not cancer. It's not depression. It's not all these things that I've been through. And I'm going to get through this just like I got through all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that the hard things are hard in the moment and you just, you can't avoid them. You just no. have to face them. They're, they're there in front of you and they're blocking all exits. Do you know what it is? No, you finish your, you finish your thought. No, that, that's what I was, that's, that was, that was the thought there. It's there in front of you and there's no way around it. You got to go through it. I feel like that like heartbreak, just gutted feeling feels the same. It does. No matter what it is, you're like, it's not even no matter what it is you're going through. Cause it's not to like minimize certain things over others, but it's like that gutted feeling. Yeah. It's it's the same feeling. It was really, really hard. I I haven't felt it was like, I was happy that I had accomplished so much in getting that shop, getting everything out of the house because Mm -hmm. we were, Beth and I worked our asses off to get that house cleared out in time to close that we didn't end up closing on time anyway, because long story, but we didn't end up closing on time, which sucked. And we busted our ass to get it done and we didn't get to close on time. But you know what? In the end, it was still an achievement. Like, look what we did. We, this house is, it's just empty. Like there is nothing in this house of ours. Like we got everything out and we are now living two separate, like think about that for a second, right? Not Mm -hmm. only did we empty a house and empty my shop, Mm -hmm. we are now living two separate lives in two separate places. And my shop is now being rebuilt in another location. We have done an incredible thing here. And yeah, it's easy to look at the sad part and talk about how much has ended, but look how much is starting. And yeah, maybe at the time I didn't see it, but I'm seeing it now. It's like, yeah, this is cool. Like this is a beginning, not an end. So let's go. Let's go. Onward and upward. (laughs) (laughs) You got this. Onward and upward. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do, you want to do some things of the week? Oh, by the way, if we didn't get to your question, it's not that we didn't want to. We Um, have so many awesome questions. I I can't even, we could do another episode with just what we didn't answer tonight. I I hope, I hope this wasn't like a bore. I hope this was an entertaining episode for everyone. Yeah. I have a feeling based on the last Q and a episode that Ethan and I did, I have a feeling that the feedback on this is going to be even better than we're expecting it to be. So we'll see. I mean, I, I had so many stories ready to go. Cool. But that that's I feel like I phrased that really weird. I just feel like I just feel like I have so many awesome questions here that I was like, ah, shoot. I could So like, here's what we're gonna do. Here's yeah. what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. If you guys like this episode, we need you to tell us. Don't just please, listen to please it. tell us. Tell because, us. Yeah. We'll schedule one of these every few weeks if you like them. If you don't like them, tell us also. Tell us if- that too. So here's the thing. Um a lot of social media platforms, there's a ton of feedback. Mm-hmm where you're like flooded with feedback where you instantly know podcasting, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's very different. Yeah. We don't, so, there's no comment section to a podcast. <laughs> no. And so if you like it, please tell us. And, and if you and, dislike it, please tell us that too. In, yeah, because, in, a, in a polite and constructive way. And either way, this was a great opportunity for the people that don't know you. I mean, I don't know who knows this podcast, but don't know, doesn't know you, but okay, yeah. cool. Now <laughs> they know you a little better, which is also awesome. Yeah. I think it's time for things of the week. Oh gosh. I, you know, it's funny. I 
couldn't think of a thing of the week. And then it hit me. I was like, I can't believe I never, I have never used this as my thing of the week. And you better, you better go, you you better go first because. Okay. So one of the things I did after I was done with all my cancer treatments is I went, um, went vegetarian. Um, I'm not vegetarian anymore, but I went vegetarian at that point. And one of the reasons was it was very hard for me to eat. Like eating was incredibly, incredibly difficult. I mean, think about how much of your eating goes down your esophagus. Now take your esophagus away. Okay. It's difficult. (laughs) It was, it's not so much anymore. Um, but it was very difficult at the beginning as I was healing from surgery. So, but I found that if I was doing vegetarian, I could eat more and feel better. So I started doing vegetarian food. And one of the problems I was having while I was doing vegetarian is um, I was having major problems with hypoglycemia, like Mm -hmm. major problems with it, like shockingly bad hypoglycemia to the point where um, we were going to Whole Foods to go shopping one week. And in the car, I had a hypoglycemia attack on the way there. And I'm, I broke out in a cold sweat. My hands were shaking. I started seeing floaters in front of my eyes. Like it was really Mm -hmm. bad. Like one of the worst ever. I think it was like the second one I'd ever had too. So I wasn't really prepared. I was like, okay, I know what to do because my trainer was wonderful. And she told me everything I need to do, you know, to get my blood sugar regulated. And I went into whole foods and I went over to the protein drinks in the, um, in the cold section. And I found one called rebel R E B B L and it was dark chocolate protein. And I'm like, it's completely vegan. It's I'm like, okay, how, how bad could it be? Right. 16 grams of protein. If you drink the whole thing, I'm like, this is going to get me like back to normal. And I drank half of it as I was walking around the store and I felt better before I got to the other half of the bottle. So now I keep a bunch of these, in my fridge at all times. And if I, if I know I'm going to carb load breakfast, like have a bagel, but not have like, um, like eggs, if I'm going to have like a bagel or if I'm going to have like a very carb heavy lunch, I have it with a rebel to kind of give me the protein. I need to balance it out. And I'll tell you, they're a miracle drink. So they they make a bunch of stuff, but I'm specifically talking about their protein drinks. Yeah. Um, they actually taste really good, which is nice. I prefer the dark chocolate protein. The vanilla mm-hmm. is very good. The cold brew coffee is not great. And I don't love banana. So the banana nut one is just not really a thing for me. But if you haven't tried them and you like protein drinks, but you don't like the taste of them because most of them suck, these are really <laughs> good. So it's R-E-B-B-L. And that stands for Roots, Extracts, Berries, Botanicals, and Love. That's what the their, their name is actually an initialism. No, an acronym, not an initialism, an acronym. So it stands for something, but rebel is a, the stuff is really good and it's pretty clean. I mean, it's like I said, it's vegan. There's no added sugars and it's all like pea protein and mushroom protein, all that good stuff. So give it a shot. If you're trying, if you like protein drinks, I think you might, they're prepared in a bottle and they're good stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Your turn, uh, Brooke. I hope I stalled enough. No, you totally did because I keep going back to the same thing. Okay, so then that's the thing. What's the thing? And I really apologize to our listeners if medical stuff just makes you queasy. Oh, boy. Because this has been such a medical-centric episode. Okay. But I think I said it on my Instagram story. Like, my left foot is currently the injured foot. My left foot is always the one that gets hurt. <laughs> It's, sincerely and someone actually told me i think that it's because you like protect your dominant side and i'm a righty 
So it's huh. actually really normal that like it's always my left side. But okay. okay, I digress. There is a piece of sewing needle that's in, <laughs> in my. <laughs> shoot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just click off if you're squeamish right now. Thank you for coming. It's been <laughs> lovely. Um, but there's like a, a portion of needle that's it permanently in my left big toe. Wow. Like permanently up it. Do you and feel that, it? And that is my thing of the week. I do not feel it. It, 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 um, how uh, freaking far is this thing that you don't feel it? Do, <laughs> do you want to hear the story? I, I or do, do you not. I do, but I don't know that we, uh, all right, let's do this. Let's okay, put this on so ice. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, go. Let's put this on ice and we'll leave it to a vote. Next if week. You, yeah. If you the want bigger, to... here, let me, let me get to the point the reason why it's a thing of the week. Okay. Go the ahead. The reason it's there, it was, it was something that it was a craft project that my daughter was doing. And that's why it ended up in my toe. <laughs> that is going to sound so insane, but like, it was not her fault at all. All right. But just like, tell the story because it's, now it's like, shoot. you can't tease it that way okay. and not tell it. Go my, ahead. My, when my daughter was younger, she was learning how to sew. She was sewing a pillow for Michael's birthday. It's an awesome pillow. She did an amazing job with it. She hand sewed it, but she left a needle, which genuinely like, it's not her fault at all. It was, in, it was in our thick carpeting. And I was running around. It was Michael's birthday. And I, oh man, it was Michael's birthday. Oof. And I slammed my bare foot down right oh. on the wrong spot. And it was one of those moments of like, this did not just happen. <laughs> Like, oh, oh no. my God. And we had people coming over in like 10 minutes. So I just like oh, wrapped no. my foot up and was like, it's fine. It, it, there's no choice. It, it's going to be fine. And the next morning, my foot was so swollen. Anyway, I went to the doctor, did some x-rays. And, and the, the nurse was like, there is a needle in your foot. And I was like, oh, you don't say. But the long story short is I'd gone to like a surgeon to basically like get it out of my foot. And the way that it happened to go in, <laughs> the surgeon was like, I'm going to do more damage getting it out. <laughs> no so he was like you know like i can still try to get it out if you want me to but he was like or you can just let it heal and like see what happens because he was like there's a good chance like it'll heal and like you won't feel this thing and i was like it's and it's not a full needle it's like a piece of one. Oh wow which i don't know if that makes it sound any more or less comforting but i mean it still sounds terrifying to me but it's, and it and turns out with the, I was like, okay, I'll let it heal. And then worst case, I can go back and get surgery to get it out or whatever. Anyway, it healed and it's fine. Please tell me you have an x-ray of this. I do. But the reason why this is my thing of the week is because it comes up. It like reminds me of my kid, which is so weird. Cause I'm like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, I was like getting my foot x-rayed yesterday and the doctor was like t explaining it. And then at the very end, she's like, and I also have something else I need to tell you about. She's like, you have a foreign body in your foot. And that's how it always comes up. And, and and so it just makes me laugh every time it comes up because it's just such a funny freak thing that happened. And I literally just have it with me forever. That's crazy. And it's because my kid was doing a craft project. So it makes me smile. It's just so <laughs> twisted. It's so twisted, but it makes me happy. And, and it comes up at really weird moments because like at one point in my life, I needed to like do an MRI. And so they're like, do you have any shrapnel in your body? And like, I have to click the yes. Yeah. Because that'll just rip right out. Yes. And so the, the and it's so funny because the nurses are always like, oh, that's so funny. You mistakenly clicked that you have shrapnel in your body. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I do. And then they're like, what? <laughs> I was I was a soldier in the great sewing wars. <laughs> so anyway, I really sincerely hope if you're squeamish that this was not your least favorite podcast episode that you've ever listened to. I think people are going to be fascinated by that story, actually. 
<laughs> the most painful thing that's, I've ever experienced. That's insane. I love it. It's I insane. And it. I really could get more gruesome with it, but I that is the watered down PG Oof. version. One day, one day, when everything is, one day when you and I are chatting and there's like, you're bored and I'm bored, you'll have to tell me the whole <laughs> brutal, terrible story because I have to hear the whole story now. Like, I want to hear all the blood oh, and guts and gore now. It was so bad. <laughs> I like couldn't even believe that it happened. Oh, wow. And I, you know, and I, and I had a boot for like a month because it was, it was so painful. I can only imagine. Anyway. I, you know what else I can't imagine? <laughs> I can't imagine that people pay us to do this every week. <laughs> so you can't imagine that someone's still listening. <laughs> that too. Um, you know who else? You know who pays us though? These people: Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLO Woodworks and DIY, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, aka a Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft. Dean DePlantis, Jacob Anguiano of Maker Cuisine, who I had breakfast with this morning. Holy crap, was that awesome. Um, yeah. got, he was up in New Jersey, and I got to meet him and his lovely fiance, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I only wish I could have spent more time with them because I was having a really good time. Um, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Daddy Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexang- Alexander. Sorry, Grant. Um, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from I'm, from Make with Jake. I can't read the names this week. This is bad. <laughs> um, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and the Clamp Podcast. Kim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth from the Proper Tools Podcast, Chris Raley from Route 9 Signs, Henry Davis from HT1 Metalworks, and of course, Austin Saunders, the high caliber craftsman. Thank you to everyone that supports this show financially. If you're not able to support the show financially, leaving a review helps, sharing the show helps, and uh, telling other people about it so we can get as many people as possible listening to this show. And every little bit that you do to promote this show on your own is really appreciated. One of the things people do to promote this show is they write reviews. And we actually have a review that we're going to read this week. It was left by KPC from MO. I don't know who that is. I'm assuming it's somebody we know. Hello. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for the review. It's five stars. And it says, I make sure I listen to this show every week. This podcast has a variety of informative and entertaining episodes. It's one podcast that I make sure I listen to each week. You won't be disappointed. Well, I mean, you might be disappointed, but I can't help that. But (laughs) I can't. I am like actually sitting here worrying that people are going to just like think this was the weirdest episode ever. No one's going to think that we covered. We just covered such a breadth of topics. I, that's what I like about. That's what I like about the show. Like we can get away with that because and we are not. We are not a podcast that has a rigid format. No, no. And I fully um, just laughed through saying Kerbois for a solid ten minutes of this I, episode. I, I really do hope that Alan hears this and hears how you spelt his name because I do think that is going to be one of the greatest moments in the history of this podcast is you spelling it Kerbois. Like I, I just don't think it gets any better than that. Um All right. All right, Vincente. I <laughs> I guess that's gonna do it for this week. I think we covered uh, everything, right? I we think didn't, we did. We didn't miss anything, right? No, I don't, I don't think, think we, we missed everything. anything. We even got the things of the week. 
we got things of the week. We got the review. We got the um, yeah. the people. Thank you, everyone that sent in questions. I know we um, we did it on kind of short notice, so thank you for supplying us with so much good stuff. Like I said, if we didn't get to read your question, it's nothing personal. We just, I, honestly, we could have done another show, and we've already been going for ninety minutes. And I don't think anybody wants another ninety minutes of us in one shot. Maybe you want another 90 minutes next week. So to hear us next week, just tune in exactly where you found us this week. And we will see you then. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.